The following is a paid presentation on News Talk 580 CFRA. News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero. And we are right back at it. Welcome back to the show. It is Saturday afternoon. That can mean one thing. Time to get your learned on when it comes to employment rights and the workplace and the place where you spend, on average, most of your life. Let's face it. We'd love to be at home at the cottage, kicking it somewhere in the Caribbean, but uh, we got to work. And because that's so important, because it's necessary, you got to know your rights. you got to know what's happening in the workplace. And uh, you don't want the wool pulled over your eyes anytime, especially when it comes to your severance or other employment matters. In that regard, we have you covered. We are all over this like a hobo and a ham sandwich. Alex Lucifero is here to educate and inform. The phone lines, of course, already open. We're ready to talk to you. That is a 613-521-TALK or 1-800-580-CFRA to call through. We'd love to talk to you over the next hour. Valerie, I see you there. Hang on. We'll get to you in a minute. But first, Alex, we always start with the uh, the week that was. What is going on, my brother? Yes, sir. Hey, Johnny. Thank you very much. First live show of 2019 uh, here in Ottawa. Freezing cold day here, John. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, ho- hope, uh, hope everyone's bundled up at home, uh, enjoying their Saturday afternoon, as, as you said. Really excited to be here live on air, as always. Uh, John, we had... Uh, I guess a bit of time off over the holidays. So we're going to shake yep. off some of those cobwebs, get back to doing what we do here on the Employment Hour, which is answering questions about workplace rights, about employment law. Uh, obviously, if you're new to the show, if you're new to the Employment Hour, you haven't heard the show before, uh, mm-hmm. and you're wondering, what do we do here? What are we talking about? Well, we're here to talk about uh, anything to do really with your workplace, uh, listener. Uh, we're here to solve workplace problems, talk about what rights employees have in the workplace, uh, and also what rights and what obligations that employers have uh, in the workplace. Sometimes it's, it's equally important. So if you have a question, if you're dealing with a situation or a problem at work, uh, something happened, uh, somebody did something to you, maybe you lost your job or maybe you're worried about losing your job, uh, give us a call right now. This is a live mm-hmm. call-in show. Pick up the line. We're more than happy to chat, uh, more than happy to help solve whatever problems uh, you have. Uh, and of course... If you don't want to talk on air, if it's an overly sensitive or overly complicated matter, if you want to talk to me off air, give us a call. Let's chat privately. Uh, we'll give our contact information out a bunch of times throughout the show, and hopefully we can connect and uh, and help out anywhere possible. So as you mentioned, let's get started off with the uh, the week that was. Let's talk about a couple of situations that came across my desk this week. Hopefully some of our listeners will be able to learn some important lessons from uh, from some of these situations. So... First situation, John, involved a, a gentleman that called me this week. This week, I spoke to him earlier uh, at the beginning of the week. Uh, this gentleman, unfortunately, recently, uh, uh, since kind of uh, September, October, started somebody suffering from some fairly serious medical and health issues. Uh, and what happened here is uh, only a couple of weeks ago, uh, th- this gentleman was told by his doctor that he'd be have to undergo some sort of treatment over the next right. couple of weeks and, and month and that he should be taking some time off uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, he's yep. able to work part-time, so he'd have to take about two or three days uh, off per work, uh, but okay. uh, but it, it's required. I mean, he has to do this medical treatment. And so he goes to his employer and, and he says, you know, this is the situation. Uh, this is what's happening. This is what I'm dealing with. Uh, he explained everything to them and he mm-hmm. effectively said, for the next month or so, uh, I'm not going to be able to come into work two or three days per week. Uh, and he asked the company to accommodate that, to uh, to give him some flexibility in his work schedule and in his hours. And, and at least at first, the company responded positively, John. So they, they didn't seem overly thrilled about the situation, but they told him, sure, no problem, you know, do what you've got to do. 
And, um, you know, very unfortunately, and, and wouldn't you know it, John, about a week later uh, after that discussion, uh, this gentleman gets called into a meeting with HR. Right. Uh, and he's uh, promptly and unceremoniously terminated from his employment. They dropped the hammer. Gotcha. They dropped the hammer, you know, uh, literally a week after they had this conversation about his <laughs> health situation. And uh, what the company tells him is, we're restructuring. Your position has been deemed redundant. At least that's what the, the termination letter says. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, as far as this guy, maybe not of course, but as far as this guy is aware, he's the only one that's being terminated in the company. So this is not, you know, a department closing. Gotcha. Uh, he's the only one that this has happened to, which of course raises suspicion for him mm-hmm. and, and also for yeah. us, and we'll get into it. Now, uh, this gentleman had worked with the company for some three years, uh, and uh, when they let him go, they said, you know, despite the bad news, don't worry, we're going to take care of you. Uh, we're going to give you four weeks of pay as a severance package. <sighs> So, uh, and what they say is, you know, e- even though your minimum entitlements are, are three weeks, a week per year of service, you know, we're going to give you an extra week for a total of four weeks pay. How generous of them. Uh, so, uh, so this guy calls me. Uh, he wanted to know kind of what gives here. Uh, he was obviously suspicious about the situation and worried that he'd been treated unfairly. And, uh, you know, first off, having spoken to him after some time, uh, you know, it's very clear to me, John, by the end of that conversation I had with him that, the termination was probably related to his medical condition yep. as opposed to anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that is a huge, huge, huge no-no. And I can't stress this enough. And and we go about it probably every week. But, uh, you know, employers and the employer here in this situation has a strict legal obligation to accommodate this gentleman. That means in this specific situation, giving him the time off that he needed. And whatever that looks like, if it's flexible hours, if it's complete time off, uh, they had to accommodate him in his medical condition and getting the treatment that he required over the next month. And instead, it probably looks like what the company did here is they looked at the situation and said, you know what, this is going to be too much trouble. We've got to cover this guy's hours. We've got to, you know, somehow it's going to cost us more money. So let's restructure or say it's a restructuring and get rid of him. Um, but again, because he was the only one let go, John, and because this doesn't appear to be an actual restructuring, you know, the real reason, surprise, surprise, is, the, is that they yes. let him go because of the medical condition. So right. that's a human rights violation, John, as I'm sure you know. And as, mm-hmm. you know, for our longtime listeners out there, I'm, I'm sure it's clicking in their heads as well. Completely, completely illegal. Your employer cannot let you go because you need accommodation for a medical condition or a disability uh, or time off for medical treatment. Uh, there has to be accommodation there. doesn't matter what it is, even if it's difficult for the company, even if it puts them in a tough spot, they have to accommodate in a situation like this. So, you know, by failing to accommodate this gentleman, that's a human rights issue now. Uh, it's very likely that the company is going to have to pay some sort of damages or some sort of compensation for that issue only, for the way in which they right. terminated him. Now, over and above that, they offered this guy four weeks of pay. Uh, He's a three-year employee. He's in his 50s, uh, and he was in a kind of sales position. He was basically a a, a regional sales manager and uh, not a managerial position, but nonetheless a sales position. So forget about four weeks of pay. Based on his age, position, and years of service, he's looking at four to six months Months. of pay. So not four to four weeks, four to six months. Uh, not only so not only you know are we talking about a human rights issue here we're talking about him having been offered what 20 cents on the dollar 25 yeah, cents on exactly. the dollar I, I mean you know uh, that's going to lead to again compensation in the form of severance compensation in the form of what are called human rights damages or additional compensation for that issue 
Um, and, you know, the moral of the story here is don't let an employer let you go because you need accommodation or because you're right. sick, because you have a disability. Uh, that's wrong on so many levels. The law is going to come down very hard on an employer in that situation. And there is recourse for employees out there if something like that happens to you. By the way, anytime you want to reach out and get a hold of Alex and remember the team, it is help at employmenthour.com and the phone number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. As promised before we break here, I want to get to uh to Valerie calling in. Thank you, Valerie, so much for uh, getting the uh the early jump on the phone call. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Great. Pretty what's good. Uh, what's your concern? Uh, my concern is uh, my employer decided after 46 years to retire um, the end of last year, December 31st. Mm-hmm. So my last day working there was December the 28th, but there was no like mention of a severance pay or anything. Um, he owned a flower shop um, under his name. So I guess my question is, are we entitled to a severance pay because it Great was question. a small business or... Great question, Valerie, I'm, yeah. I'm, and I'm yeah. happy, more than happy to answer that. And just uh, just a, as a point of clarification, when you say last year, you're talking about 2018 or 2017? Yes. Yeah. No, 2018? So yeah. just Great. closed. No. And, and second question for you, did you get any kind of notice of the termination? And I'm talking yes, about formal we notice. Um, we Verbal. We got the verbal notice. So it was notice. a verbal notice, which isn't yeah. necessarily good enough. But how much notice did you, let, let's, just, uh, let's just talk about that for a sec. How much notice did you receive? Oh, plenty. Like he told us um, in February of, of 2018 that he would like to retire. That yeah. might not necessarily be plenty, but uh, I think there's an issue there right off the bat because it was verbal and not written. If it's written okay. notice, then maybe that's a, that's a different story, but verbal notice isn't necessarily good enough. Um, okay. Valerie, how long had you been with the company? Uh, three years, exact. Okay. And yeah. what was your position there? Uh, a designer, flora, like a florist designer. Um, salesperson. Okay. And if um, you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 53. You're 53 years yeah. uh, old. So you'd probably yeah. be looking at, at something in the range of, I would say, about four months as, as a severance package, uh, Valerie. And the real question in this kind of situation is, does that verbal notice count? So I'd, I'd probably want to have a chat with you off air and uh, get into that in a little more detail. It's probably not an appropriate sure. conversation for uh, for the radio waves here, but but uh, okay. I'd like to know what that conversation was like, whether it was clear and, and unequivocal or not. And, and I think ultimately your situation is going to hinge on that. Uh, generally speaking, verbal notice like that isn't good enough. So um, there, there might be something here that at the very least, Valerie, I would say warrants a, a further conversation. So um, sure. You know, you might have the number already, or you could look us up. If not, John will give you the number, and, and uh, why don't we chat off air and, and see where it goes? Great, thank you so much. Thanks, Valerie. Appreciate your call, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, that number that uh, Alex mentioned one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You can also reach out through email. That is help at employmenthour dot com. And for you, your phone calls just like Valerie made. It's a talk show. It's a call in show. Feel free to call us now with your questions or concerns, even if it's just a passing question you had in mind about your job or your employment. Six one three five two one talk is the number. Call now. Lots more employment hour on the way right here. New Sock five eighty CFRA. Now back to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. 
And we are back into it. Indeed, you have just before 6 to call in, ask your questions. That number, as you know, 613-521-TALK. We'd love to talk to you. It is a call-in show. That, to the abundance of information about your workplace rights and your job, that is what we do here. Week in, week out with my pal, Alex Luchaferro. He is uh, He's the brains behind the operation. I simply uh, sit here and help him out. It's basically all I do. You know, buddy, we're going to get to, uh, in a little while, um, after our phone calls, the most common questions you receive. These, I know, are going to ring true for about 90% of people that listen to this show every week, so we will get to that. Um, I want to get to Anne, though. Anne's been waiting patiently during the break to get to, to get her say on here and ask her question. How are you, Anne? I'm very well, thank you. Okay. Fantastic. My question. Um, I was brought up to the office because... I refuse to do something that I know is illegal. Uh, Dates on products were being changed. For example, if the date had expired today, uh, well, let's just put a new tag on it and we'll have it expiring in a couple more days so we can have less uh, less waste. Okay. And also, uh, there was some stealing going on and I reported it. Okay. I was brought up into the office, and uh, I was totally humiliated and belittled and uh, told that I should uh, perhaps go somewhere else looking for work, that I obviously didn't like my job, and wow. that um, um, I hope I don't start to cry because I really do get upset, um, and that um, I could go with, go with blessings, and it, it was horrible. Anyway, I... Uh, the next morning, I wasn't sure if I should go into work or not, so I just wrote a brief note saying that, you know, I'm, I'm at work. I don't know whether I was fired or not. Anyway, my boss told me that, uh, no, if I wanted you fired, I would have fired you, you know. So I only stayed, like, four days. I, I, I couldn't. I, I just I felt so small, so humiliated. And um, anyway, uh, I have been off. I had to have a major surgery, and I have been off, and I will... I've been off for like six, seven months now, and I'm to be returning to work in another month. I don't think I can go back. What do I do? Well, you know, the first thing I'll I'll uh, I'll say, Anne, is thank you very much for for reaching out, and and uh, you know, obviously, we're we're more than happy to help you with with your specific problem, and and, and I think you need help, and and I think. You know, again, the laws are, are, are pretty strong in Ontario, and, and so I think there is something that we can do for you in this kind of situation. At the very least, we can guide you through that process. And, and you know, if this is a situation where you're perhaps looking for a way out, then we might be able to help you in, the, in that respect. But what right. I also want to say is uh, I'm sure there are many, many, many listeners listening right now that are dealing with a similar situation. And, and so good on you for calling in because you're also helping them, Anne. Uh, because, well, go ahead. I talked to some of the other people in, in my department, because I've been there over 10 years, and uh, I've, I've talked to some of the other people, and there's no nobody that would uh, back me up on this, saying that mm-hmm. they were doing this, because they're petrified of retaliation sure. and losing their jobs. I mean, they are there to basically pay the mortgage and buy the groceries. I happen to be fortunate. I'm 65. I had my own business for many, many years. Um, So it's not a do or die situation. But I mean, I love love my job. Mm -hmm. And um, I I have full intentions of working until I was 68. And who's going to hire me at 65 years old? And the other thing is, where is my proof? That, that's the big question here. When you are belittled and put down like that, isn't it going to be, well, 
I didn't say that. That, that's one difficulty when it comes to these kinds of situations, which is, you know, it often becomes a, a he said versus she said kind of situation, which is, again, where we get involved. And, and, you know, our advice is typically you've got to start putting stuff down in writing. You've got to start taking notes in the moment of the situation. You know, you don't have to necessarily share those notes with anybody, but it, it's it's worthwhile having something documented I from did. the time I... that it happens, which is excellent. If you did that, then you're you're already ahead of the game, man. To, to I give, did write it all down. That's excellent, and and that's a great start. You know, to to substantively answer the question, if I may, you know, and if this is a situation where you were reporting kind of illegal activity on the part of the company, activity that they shouldn't be doing, uh, if you're kind of, uh, you know, uh, speaking up about stealing in the workplace and you're getting reprimanded for it, which is what it sounds like, and this, that's exactly what happened. Exactly, right. this may very well be what 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 we call a poisoned work environment, uh, and that might lead to what's called. A constructive dismissal. Constructive dismissal occurs when, effectively, given the the situation uh, at work, or given a kind of change in circumstances at work, or even a change in the terms of your employment, you're no longer able to continue your employment, uh, and rather that called it a resignation because it's not really the employee's fault. Uh, it's called a constructive dismissal, which means that the company terminated you not through its words or not through a termination right. letter, but by its actions. So that might be the situation here, Anne. Now, listen, having said that, I don't want you to resign. I don't want you to send an email to the company saying, I feel like I've been terminated. We okay. need to talk off air. We need to kind of get in depth about you know exactly what happened and how it happened and what okay. we can prove and, and what the other side or what the okay. company is going to say. And again, there may very well be a way that we can kind of extract you out of that poison situation and okay. get you to move on with your life. So you right. know, again, I'd encourage you to, to give us a call and we can chat off air. Uh, I wouldn't let this slide and I wouldn't necessarily just go back to work and I pretend can't. everything's hunky-dory uh, and that those I, are not the right approaches. I, I, I haven't been anywhere near there. Uh, I, I can't do it. I get yeah. sick. So let's talk off air and, and I'm sure we can come up with a game plan that, uh, okay. that, that can figure the situation out. Eight two one fifty You're right on the money. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Good call, and you're all over that one. And help at employmenthour.com. Really appreciate your call. You know, we're, uh, you know what? Let's slide. Uh, let's slide Leanne in there quickly before break. Want to get to her, if not uh, all of her conversation. At least get it started, Leanne. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm okay. How are you? Great. What's uh, what's on your mind? What you uh, what are you concerned about? Okay, so um, I had worked for um, I guess an international company as a, as a law clerk and I was making over $80,000 a year and I was recruited away from this company to a, a crown corporation here in town and I'd, when I went over to this position um, not only had my position changed I hadn't been given any notice and there actually was no position for me so I was sort of farmed around and I worked in the legal department for, for various uh, groups and so <clears throat> I also have um, chronic um, I, I have a chronic lung disease, and that sort of factored into, I think, why um, I lost my position two weeks before the end of probation. Um, I contacted HR on a Sunday evening. I told them I had concerns about um, staying in the position. I just had, I had some reservations <coughs> excuse me, and some things that I wanted to address. I went into work on the Tuesday morning. And I was let go. My supervisor met with me. It was the second meeting since I started at the company. Um, she told me I had great skills, just not suited for the position. 
And I said, there was no work plan. We've never met. I, I said, you know, I'm not even working in the, in the section I was supposed to be working in. They essentially let me go. They didn't give me the requisite notice. I was, as I said, I was recruited from another company. I had two years at the other company. Um, I went to my doctor right away. My doctor gave me a note and she said, no, you're going to go on leave until they figure this out until February. So I went back to the company with, uh, with the, the medical leave note from my doctor and um, they just totally discounted it. And while I was working there, there was a, a younger clerk who, um, like the workplace, it was completely toxic. Um, you know, um, I'm being an older person. I'm 49 years old. Um, I use text. I, I use shortcuts when I when I uh, create documents or when I'm doing and things. And this person, like specifically, went after me and said, "You know, why do you do that? The way you the way you work bothers me." And like I was constantly like, it, there were so many factors. There were so there were so many different areas that I could start. You know, a claim against them. I ultimately did start a claim. I filed a claim on that. On the, the on the two year limitation period, mm-hmm. but my claim. Leanne, I'm going to put you on. Let me just uh, let me just get you to hold on there, Leanne. Finish the story. We got to take a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll just uh, we'll stick with you, and you stick with us, and we'll get back to the rest of your story and get to some sort of resolution on this. I know Alex is chomping at the bit, so we'll do that after a short break. You can call in like Leanne as well. Still got plenty of time. Six one three five two one talk. It's the employment hour on News Talk five eighty CFRA. Now back to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. Employment Hour back on here from 5 till 6 every Saturday is the time for you to call in and get wise, get get your learn on when it comes to employment law. The uh, number you still have time to call in is, is a talk show, of course, a call-in show, 613-521-TALK. In that regard, Leanne, thank you for hanging on. Uh, please, I know Alex is listening and wants to, uh, to answer. Please uh, get back to what you were talking about. Um, so ultimately, to protect myself under the limitation period, I went mm-hmm. ahead and I had the claim issued at the courthouse back in November. I know you have six months to, to, to serve it and then uh, file it with proof of service. However, I think I'm just, like, I've almost lost my home. I've had the lights turned off. Like, I've gone from a very, I lived well to living well beneath my means. Mm-hmm. And I suffered... I was on the local hockey executive. A number of people that I worked with were also involved. Like I basically became a recluse for about eight months because I, I well, first of all, I couldn't believe that I allowed that to happen to my, to me, knowing my character and my personality. I'm very extroverted, so I, I just when something like this happens to you, it's it, I can't even tell you the trauma. Sure, after. sure, no, I, I, and yeah. uh, you know I hate to say it. Uh, Leanne, but we do see it uh, from time to time, and, and maybe more often than you would think. And and uh, you know, I'm obviously very very sorry to hear that. And and yeah. uh, you know, certainly don't don't uh, don't be too hard on yourself because you know this is obviously a very serious situation and a very difficult situation, and and uh, yeah. it one that that you need help with. Um, just just a couple of very very brief points of clarification. So this was a private company that you worked for, Leanne. So initially, I worked for. Um no, this company is a Crown Corporation. Here okay, in were you a, are, are you a unionized employee? No, I was never unionized. Okay, no. okay, so fair enough, and and hence and hence the legal claim. Um, okay, and right. and it sounds like you were only there for a short period of time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it sounds yes, like I, you... I contacted them with there was a week and a half left in my probation. Okay, and and the irony of all of it was when the recruiter 
So I do, I I actually volunteer mentor for OT. So Mm -hmm. I've mentored a number of lawyers who come over from India and countries like that. Okay, um, very interesting. So one of the recruiters at this Crown Corporation, that's how I came to know her. Was I, I basically enlisted her. I said, this is great for your CV, your professional development, come over and, and mentor. Mm-hmm. So when a position for a law clerk became available, she thought of me and reached out. And, and we actually laughed over the, their, their standard form of agreement, of course, has the probation clauses and whatnot. And I said, you realize you're recruiting me, like this probationary clause is moot. And we laughed, like we thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. But it's not funny now. It's certainly like, not, not funny now, yeah. Like I, I took a position paying $30,000 less eight months later, yeah. when I was finally able to pop my head above water. But um, it was a position with a, a national not-for-profit, and it was with dairy. Yeah. And then suddenly there's NAFTA, and suddenly there's, you know, there's a whole issue, and a number of people were let go there, and unfortunately, you're going to keep sure. the lawyer over the law clerk, and so I was, I lost that position as well. Sure. And, so, and you, you, know, raise, you, you raise an, an important point there, is, you know, one, one of the things when we're analyzing the situation, we, we would need to look at that offer letter or that contract and figure out whether sure, that's whether that's problematic or, or, or not, and depending on the language there, depending on the circumstances, it, it may or may not be. Uh, have you received legal advice already on this issue, Leanne? Um, have you spoken with a lawyer before? You know, um, like I, I've been working, I worked in law for thirty years. Sure. I used to work on the employment team at Gowling's, for God's sake. Sure. But, although, uh, although you you, you got to get advice on the specific situation, well, so I would say, I like I've been listening to you guys and following you guys. I'm I'm, I'm such a fan, mm-hmm. and and I promote you guys everywhere. And and I've actually like to help keep the lights on. Like I've helped people with employment matters, you know, but they're they're, mm-hmm. they're not as complex as we'll say mine is. You know what I mean? They're, these are people just working, you know, for mom and pa operations and stuff, and I've helped them. I've helped them draft letters, friends, and things like that, so that they're successful. But like a lot of like, I've been following you guys. Yeah, well, I, I think we need. Couple I, of years, I, I, I think we need to talk, Leanne. I think we need to talk off air. I mean, we're not going to solve the problem right right oh, here course. and now. But I think yeah, you need. No, no. I think you you you're in desperate need for some for some legal advice, and uh, uh, we need to kind of get into the thick of things and get into the details and figure out if there's anything that we can do for you here and what your options are. So I'd encourage you to give us a call and 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 reach out. I mean, it certainly sounds like you were given the, a bit of the runaround. And, and treated poorly, uh, you know, uh, let's see if there's some recourse there and what we, we can do to help you out in that situation. Leanne, here's that number uh, once again, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. You're an avid listener to the show, so I'm sure uh, you've got both those pieces of contact information. You have time to call in as well, lots of time. 613-521-TALK is the number. As we uh, wait for more calls and getting them lined up here, most common questions you receive, Alex, there's a, a good and lengthy list here, and these uh, may come as a surprise to a lot of people, but not to you and I, because we've heard this over and over and over again, which is part of the reason why we started doing this show on uh, CFRA to answer all these questions and this, uh, the head scratching that goes on in the employment world. I'm just going to, I'm just going to jump right to the first one. And this one is probably a question you get numerous times a week. And that is, I didn't do anything wrong. Can my employer still terminate my employment? Yeah, this is one that uh, we actually deal with uh, quite often, and it comes yeah. up in most of our conversations when we're talking about you know reviewing severance packages for employees. Uh, John, a lot of times those conversations start with you know I don't know why I was let go. I had a, a good performance, and and uh, you know is this right? Are they allowed to do this? And, and you know the unfortunate uh, advice that we have to give most employees in that situation is 
you know, ultimately an employer does have the right to let an employee go. There's no law out there, unless you're a unionized employee, and there, there are some exceptions there. But in the private sector, an employer really can let an employee go for any particular reason. It could be completely unrelated to performance, completely unrelated to years of service or seniority or anything like that. You can't argue as an employee that, well, I've been here longer, so why don't you let the, you know, the person with less seniority go? It doesn't work that way. As long as the decision to terminate your employment is not discriminatory in any kind of way. So again, going back to to that week that was a story that I told you about, you know, if if a decision to let you go is based on your disability or some sort of human rights, uh, you know, protected grounds, then that's a problem. But other than that issue, you can let an, an employee go for any particular reason. And here's the catch, as long as you provide the right amount of severance. Right. So, you know, the the advice and the information we have to give the employees we're, we're talking to is, you know, yes, the company did have the right to do this. They do have the right and the option to end the relationship, to end your employment. However, they have to, they have to provide either the right amount of notice or the right amount of severance or a combination right. of both. That's where the legal recourse lies. We'll uh, get to one more here before we break. And this one, I'm just going to lob an easy one over the plate for you here because I know what you're going to mention. Uh, how is severance calculated? That's a great question, John. I think we should get into that. One. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, obviously, severance is is uh, the bread and butter of of our work. It's with mo- it's what most people call us about. You know, yep. in addition to to dealing with workplace problems and harassment and poison work environments, uh, lots and lots of people call us asking, "Is the severance that I've been offered?" Uh, reasonable, and what we tell those people is, uh, in in most circumstances, severance is calculated on the basis of your age, your position, and your years of service with the company. So again, age, position, years of service. The older you are, the longer you've been with the company, and the more senior your position within that company, the more severance you're going to get. Right. Uh, it it is calculated on a case by case basis. There is no. Uh, there is no formulaic mathematical calculation, John. It's not a week per year of service. It's not two weeks per year of service. That's right. It's not a month per year of service. Uh, it's on a case-by-case basis. But what I can tell you is in almost every single case, when a company offers you a severance package, it is going to be less than what you're actually owed. Uh, companies like to get great deals when they're letting employees go. They're looking to spend as little as possible. Sure. So they will lowball you, and it's up to you to get some advice to make sure you know what you're actually owed. Uh, and usually that's that's significantly more than what they're offering. So again, age, position, years of service, that's how severance is calculated. Um, and um, don't be fooled by companies offering a week or two per year of service. It's almost always not enough. You can actually try it from home as well if uh, you want to try something before you make that phone call to Alex and the rest of the team at the firm. That is severancepaycalculator.com. You you enter exactly that information, and it will spit out a uh, an amount at the bottom, which is accurate. Follow there uh, with the uh, the little keystroke at the bottom to contact Alex or move on from there. There's also the phone number at any time, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. And uh, you still have about 15 minutes to call in and ask your questions here on this show. That is 6135. Two one talk. It's the employment hour on News Talk five eighty CFRA. Now back to the employment hour with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk five eighty CFRA. 
And you still got some time before we uh, wrap for this particular show on this Saturday, the number 613-521-TALK. That is if you have questions about your employment, your severance, or anything we've talked about thus far in the show over the last uh, 50 minutes or so. We are talking about the most common questions, Alex, you get across your desk and on the phone every day. Um, the next one is uh, dovetailing nicely in the fact that you mentioned that about 90 percent if not more employers short change employees when it comes to severance why why wouldn't they they're playing the odds have more than half the people won't uh know or say anything about it to uh, to remedy the situation but the next question is what can i do if my employer doesn't pay me enough severance yeah and and uh, lots of people struggle with this one you, you know and, and the initial the initial reaction oftentimes is well i don't necessarily want to make this antagonistic or i don't want to upset the company yeah. i don't, I don't want to potentially ruin some you know a reference letter that i that i might get and and the reality of the situation is, is what we what we tell the people that we speak with, uh, uh, John is you know this is a transaction like any other uh, you know it's a it's a business transaction yeah. and you've got to stand up for yourself in a situation like that you can't expect the company to necessarily just treat you fairly uh, you know out of the kindness of their heart or or you know because you worked there for so long that's yeah. not the way that this you know this works the business is going to do what it can to save itself as much money as possible while at the same time you know hopefully at least somewhat treating you fairly it's up to you as the employee as the individual in that situation to stand up and say you know what no i want to be treated fairly i want what's what's rightfully owed to me and i want to make sure that my future is protected in a situation like this. So what we tell employees in a situation where they've been let go and they've been offered a severance package is don't be shy to negotiate. Even if you have to involve a lawyer to do that, the lawyer effectively acts as your agent. But listen, that negotiation could be done in a very amicable, professional, polite way. It doesn't have to be going at the company guns blazing, you know, threatening to sue them left, right and center. Yeah. Now, listen, sometimes that approach is appropriate, right? <laughs> when an employer has treated an employee really, really badly, sometimes you've got to go in and, and take a very, very strong approach. But in most severance negotiations where, you know, it's a it's what's called a without cause termination. So the employee has been let go because of restructuring or because of some other issue. Uh, it's unrelated to performance or any concerns yep. like that. You know, this could be a, a, a very straightforward, easy uh, negotiation my advice, my recommendation would be to have a lawyer, to have us uh, negotiate that severance for you. My concern is that if, if an employee tries to do that on their own, they are still going to get shortchanged. For so sure. even if you as an employee go to your employer and say, hey, I've used the severance pay calculator or I've obtained the legal advice and I know that you know X is the right number of months in terms of a severance package, the employer still won't take you as seriously in a situation like that. So my advice yeah. would be uh, to speak with a lawyer, make sure that you're getting the right advice, you're making sure you're getting advice from an employment lawyer, not a family lawyer, not a corporate lawyer. You've got to speak to somebody who specializes in the field, who's an expert in the field, and, uh, and have that person negotiate on your behalf. These matters are resolved usually very quickly, very amicably. Uh, we still get letters of reference for our clients, so uh, there's no concern in that respect. And that's certainly the best way to handle a situation like that. Yeah, and I mean, for the most part, I mean, unless you work for, you know, Joe's Pizza Shop there, who's who's never had any HR, has no experience. I mean, most companies know they have sophisticated HR. You come back with either a lawyer or a, a, a lawyer 
letter, they're going to, yeah, okay, it's a negotiation. They get it. They've been through this before. It's not their first rodeo. They know they got to pay you more. And it's, it's like you said, very simple, very quick. You just get it done. And you should expect to do so because nine out of 10 people will walk away, right? Exactly. And, and more than that, John, a lot of employers are expecting employees to negotiate right. in a situation like that. So it's not a shock to them to receive yep. a letter, you know, asking for a better severance package. And, and uh, you know, again, it's a negotiation like any other. They're going to start low. Uh, and and uh, and try and save as much money as possible. Our job is to do the opposite and to get the employee as much as much as possible in that situation. The next thing in that severance letter, after uh, them shortchanging you by a few shekels at least, is the fact that it might have a uh, a date on it. You have to get this back to us and uh, say yes by Friday at five, for instance. And people panic. That's when they don't call the lawyer because they think, God, I haven't got enough time. It's already Wednesday. I have to have this thing back by Friday. What do I do? Don't don't worry about it. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, and and you know. and it's you know it's made again. These are all kind of common common questions that we get asked every day when it comes to severance, and and this is one that you know again, uh, John. Almost every single person that we talk to yep. is worried about this deadline, and and the advice we give in the circumstances and in that situation is don't worry. There is no law out there that says that you have to sign Friday at five. Uh, and, and again. Uh, almost always the company is getting a great deal when it makes you an offer like this. So they're never going to pull that offer. They're never going to offer you yeah. less than that because they know that it represents a great deal for them. So, you know, listen, I wouldn't want employees out there to be sitting on uh, offers and just letting time go by and not mm-hmm. doing anything about it. you got to be proactive. you got to get advice. Uh, you know, as a matter of professional courtesy, my practice uh, is I try and meet those deadlines if they're reasonable. Uh, simply, again, as a matter of professional courtesy and to kind of keep the ball rolling. The sooner you, you get negotiations started, the sooner they uh, they conclude. So you want to keep the ball rolling. But if you're up against the deadline, please, for all our listeners out there, do not sign off on a severance offer because you de- you think the deadline is up and you feel like you have no choice but to sign. That is the wrong move. Uh, you need to call us, even if the deadline is tomorrow at 5 p.m. or the deadline's passed already, please give us a call. We will reassure you uh, that there are a number of different ways to handle a situation like that. Uh, there is there is no magic rule out there that says that you've got to yeah. sign Friday at 5. you got two years, right, to, uh, to exercise your rights. You have two years. I, mean, I guess, the, I guess exactly. the only time you would want to sign it back quick and get it back is if they've offered you more severance than they should have, which is, you know, Good luck with that one. Yeah, that maybe happens once a year. <laughs> you know, we speak to one or two people a year that, you know, and, and listen, I like those situations. I love yeah, right. my advice being, this is a great offer. I think you should take yep. it. It would be my pleasure to give that kind of advice. It happens very, very rarely, and I and I genuinely mean that. And you're right. There, There is at law such a thing called a limitation period, and that's mm-hmm. two years from the date that you've been terminated. Uh, and again, listen, don't wait two years if you're an employee out there. You want to get on this. You want to get on this right away. Uh, but don't panic and sign off just because they've given you a deadline. Don't wait two seconds. Good for another week, pal. Well done, and we'll take it from there. You want to contact Alex, a member of the team, Lior, or someone else at the firm. It's simple. It's one 821 5900 Email is help at employmenthour.com. And even before that phone call, you want to check what your severance should be, regardless of what that letter says in front of you, severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, it's been the Employment Hour. It's right here on News Talk 580 CFRA. You've been listening to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero. The Employment Hour airs every Saturday at 5 right here on News Talk 580 CFRA.